back to another episode of What a Disaster, where we watch and review a disaster movie just as close to weekly as we can possibly stomach. I'm Gregory Allen, and this week I am joined by Richard Sawasinski and Liz Bedore. If you listened last week, those two were fired, and uh, we brought them back on for this episode, so they're, they're kind of the special guests for this one, because I wanted to punish them by making them watch Geostorm. Richard chose this for some god-awful reason. I guess the best description we've got for it, it's kind of like a political intrigue, sci-fi disaster mystery, and uh, you have all of our deepest regrets for having had this forced upon you. Let's get this started. Geostorm is, wow, it's a... Uh, when catastrophic climate change endangers Earth's very survival, world governments unite and create the Dutch Boy program. And by world uh, world governments uniting, I mean Gerard Butler built this shit in space, and uh, everybody was okay with it because it stopped disasters. It, it worked for a couple years, and then everything started to go wrong. The the, the movie we get into the movie, and we're introduced to Gerard Butler, where he's meeting with I think it was a Senate committee. It appeared to be. Uh, where they are finally announcing that they are going to wrest control from the one man and actually start to have some sort of restraint and control over this thing that could, you know, impact the entire world with natural disasters. Yeah, it was some sort of Senate oversight meeting. They didn't really explain to you what it was. The movie did open with his daughter explaining that due to human negligence, uh, climate has started to get so bad in 2019 that they needed to get together with the entire world and build this uh, array of satellites that uh, controls the weather. And then he cuts to the scene where, where the, he's just in the Senate talking shit to a bunch of senators. Harkening back to our first episode when we did Crack in the World, he also did this without committee approval. Yeah, so it seems there, there would have certainly had to have been a lot of coordination to build something of that magnitude because it, it is gigantic. When you see... The Dutch boy, it's basically a space station surrounded by satellites, and they are all in an array guarding the Earth from anything the Earth could possibly throw at humanity. Greg, would you say that uh, that's a Skynet? It, it It is a Skynet. I don't know if it counts as a Skynet because it's over the sky, I think. Well, it's there to net the sky. It uh, Fair enough. It's a net to catch the sky. It looks like a Skynet. And sky then net. explode the sky when the sky gets sassy. So, yeah, we get to this Senate oversight, and we're supposed to believe that Jake is um, not just rude and cocky and refusing to acknowledge financial and scientific contributions of the United States, but he apparently doesn't even care about the safety of his crew or, you know, the people of the planet, because he is essentially refusing to let anybody control this thing except for himself, like all alone, like a friggin' jerk. I mean, senators are assholes, right? We all know that. And Jake just flips out and goes, you have mistresses, and you're all bad people, and how dare you tell me what to do? Yeah, how dare you judge me, the guy that could end the world um, and is single-handedly trying to prevent any sort of control over this this device that he's constructed. And has a pretty terrible temper. To... Oh, yeah, his temperament is awful. Um, we were talking before the podcast, and I, I described him as somebody who's, whose fist is chambered and ready to punch. He he seems just, he would go at the drop of a hat for sure. And honestly, Greg, I didn't mind how this movie started. I actually was still kind of excited. I was like, oh, th this whole world's fucked. We're going to watch it go down. Everything's everything's going to go to hell. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, it made sense. Like it, it feels real in that the government made the the decision to replace, you know, a highly trained crew of astronauts with all new staff without any plan to actually train them at all and to basically demand it without any sort of transition period and just to make it happen. So it seems like pretty much par for the course. Well, they fire Jake. No, not he, his brother yeah. is given control of this project and his brother directly fires Jake. It's Max Lawson, which took me 45 minutes to figure out while watching this movie. Yeah, none of them are memorable. When at I all. was taking notes, I just called him Uncle. Uncle, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Max. I called him Little Lawson. Little Lawson would also be fine. I didn't call them anything because I was watching it quietly on my own. So did we mention that Jake Lawson was played by Gerard Butler? Gerard Butler, trying yeah. to, like, he was fighting internally an accent that was trying to punch its way out of his mouth. And he managed to just stifle it at his gums, basically. His accent through this is just atrocious. It's unintelligible. I can't figure out what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be, I think, an American born abroad who apparently has decided to try and adopt an American accent, but it did not work. What I think happened was he was trying to... Um, Gerard Butler is what? Scottish? English? Pff, European? Anywhere that's not America is Europe. So yeah, he's European. he's European. He has a European accent of some type. And I think he was trying to... Um, perfect that kind of tough guy accent kind of maybe more like a clint eastwood kind of accent yeah i don't really know what he was trying to invoke but he didn't invoke anything but fear fear <laughs> that somebody could encounter i could encounter someone like that in real life who speaks like that and i would be very concerned for their mental health he is scottish he's scottish we've got confirmation go. that he's a scott uh you know what and what's funny is they write it into the script because they couldn't explain the fact that he sounds so stupid the oh, test God, audiences hated this movie and they probably said why does he sound so stupid? So they wrote in the script that he was, because somebody made fun of him. Somebody off his new crew says, oh, great, another American. He goes, I was actually born in, in Europe or in England, and I moved to America, and that's why I sound like an idiot. Yeah, and I, I don't know that he confirms that he sounds like an idiot like directly, but you know he can tell in his heart of hearts that he sounds like a fool. So as the movie kind of wears on, the next, basically we get it three years later, and boom, we're into our first We'll call it Oddball Disaster, uh, which is a very focused disaster, actually. Fuck you, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's like Gone. one. It was it was Afghanistan. It was one village in, oh, in yeah, the middle yeah, yeah. of Afghanistan that they got some snowfall and apparently enough freeze, like a temperature cold enough to freeze human beings where they stand. I don't know how cold that has to be, but I imagine it's got to be awfully fucking cold. I, uh... Kind of thought the whole thing, like a geostorm, what that actually constitutes to me is just opposite weather day. So if you live in a climate where it's normally cold, all of a sudden your ground would just be on fire. And if you lived in a climate that's normally warm, you're going to get hit by an ice, uh, I don't know what you would call that. So like if you have moderate weather, you'll just get hit with more moderate weather? Tornadoes, I guess. Just bigger <laughs> tornadoes. Oh, the tornadoes. Instead of tornadoes, you get reverse tornadoes, which are even bigger, I guess, because the outside is the tornado instead of the inside. So about this scene in the desert... Um I thought one of the most stupid parts of it was they have these soldiers or something that are walking around the village. Yeah, it's a UN freeze. task force. Okay, UN task force, people that have that are supposed to be uh, trained and used to this kind of thing. But there's this one guy who reaches out and touches the arm of one of the victims of this weather anomaly. I would like to ask, I'm going to pose this question to you, and it's nothing, but how do you get used to seeing frozen people in the middle of the desert? That's true. There's no training for that. I mean, were it me there as a soldier, 
I probably wouldn't go out and touch one. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't touch any of that stuff. I wouldn't the, even touch the snow. I'd have just gotten back in the no. truck and been like, I'm done here. The arm had to fall off, but nobody's going to touch a frozen dude. They have no reason. You have no idea how they even froze in the first place. You could have the bird land on it or something and had the arm fall off. That would have been much cooler. Yeah, you'd think medics maybe would have been called like pretty quickly to help with potentially survivors if there are any. They don't know that there are no survivors. They're just in there touching people, touching frozen people. <laughs> I mean, what was that guy thinking? He's just like, oh, this guy looks fucked. I should poke it and see what happens. So, yeah, if you are in the U.N. and you're ever being sent out to um, secure an area or something, investigate first, touch stuff later. Pretend you're in a museum and you don't have permission to actually touch anything. That would be that, ideal. That applies to any crime scene or any incident scene. Pretty much anything in general. Don't touch until you have permission. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a good rule for life, Fair right? Enough, yeah. And that's why I drink Tangerine Space Machine, because sometimes I also need to forget. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Apparently, we're going to jump right into this. We have decided that as part of the podcast now, we are going to try a beer that kind of fits the theme of the movie. As uh, best we can. As a, I mean, the, 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 there aren't always going to be winners like this one. This is actually New Holland Brewing. Uh, it's Tangerine Space Machine. It's a New England-style India Pale Ale, and it's it's pretty good. It's pretty mild as far as pale ales go. It was not very hoppy. Very juicy. Definitely juicy. 6%. That's a lot of percent. And a tangerine space machine is really fun to say. It is a fun. It's got a picture of a spaceman. There are, I'm assuming those are tangerine planets back there. Even the space, space helmet is like filled with a tangerine. So I'm into it. It was a very good beer. The uh, Dutch boy is a space machine. And the Dutch boy is a space machine. The Dutch boy is, I think, a reference to like the Dutch boy that plugs the dam with his finger. So I think this whole thing is just he's supposed to be the Dutch boy's plugging the dam with his finger throughout. Oh, is that why? I knew I it had did a. Not yeah. Pick up oh. on that, but yeah. you're right. Pretty sure that's what it's supposed to be. But I don't know. I mean, this movie's a mess, and I don't know what they were thinking for any part of it. With that, we are going to go take a quick break, and we will be back with more about. What movie was this? Geostorm. Geostorm. Geo. Just one Geostorm, not three. warned, but no one listened. A rise in temperature, ocean patterns changed, and ice caps melted. They called it extreme weather. They didn't know what extreme was. In the year of 2019, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, and droughts unleashed a wave of destruction upon our planet. All right, so I know we kind of went through the the hot mess of the first little bit there up until the, the action really starts, and I'd like to touch base on these the, the, the actors and characters. So in the movie, obviously, Gerard Butler is Jake Lawson. Uh, he's a satellite designer, former ICSS commander, and uh, he's got a little daughter. He is terrible. And ready to punch people and very shouty. He lives in a trailer that backs up to what I'm assuming rockets? Cape Canaveral, maybe Cape yeah. Canaveral, the Florida Cape Canaveral. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's they shoot the things into the space and there's like fire and stuff out of the things. 
Yeah. yeah. Those are they rockets? Are those called rockets or the, those shuttles? I think they're of fire tubes in space. The, yeah, fire tubes. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. That's the technical term. We actually watched the fire tube the other day. So this movie was kind of appropriate in that uh, Elon Musk is probably out there turning you know his car into Dutch Boy right now. So Gerard Butler and then uh, Jim Sturgis plays Max Lawson, who is Jake's younger brother. And he is the one on Earth uncovering some of these mysteries with the help of a number of people, one of whom is Abby Cornish, um, who is agent, Secret Service agent Sarah Wilson, who later in the film becomes Max's fiance. Little love story. I thought she was a security guard at first. I had no idea where she, what, who she was or what she was doing in this movie. They didn't introduce her very well. She just shows up. It was because their relationship was a secret, Richard. People can't just know that somebody's dating somebody else. That's I against the rules, I think, somehow. I don't feel like any character was introduced well in this movie. Uh, I think Ed Harris's character was introduced well. He's the Secretary of State Leonard Deckham, whose ta- like role I actually didn't really know until the last 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so Ed there's Harris. That. Name. Yeah. Ed Harris is in this movie for, I think, five minutes of screen time. It's either his age that prevented him from filming much or the fact that they added him later. I'm going with they added him later. Yeah, Greg, this movie actually had $15 million in reshoots. Uh, They recast it somebody. And the original budget on this movie was $120 million. That is many millions. That is a lot of millions. And may I add, this movie only grossed $30 million in the box office. Yeah, that's super gross. That's really bad. That's awful. That's horrible. That, that is, that's what they call losing money. I they think. should be embarrassed that they made this movie. You know, I don't mind movies like Cracking the World or maybe an asylum film like Sharknado because you know they're trying to make the best movie they can with the money they have available, right? Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. The people that uh, were, were involved with making the movie probably all did fine. The people that funded the movie are the ones that are really upset right now. You know, studios make movies like this and to make a loss, and they and that they, they that's like they're laundering money. It's this weird. Uh, or they, do game they, they use play. it to uh, to prevent having to pay taxes on the stuff they made extra bucks on? Yeah, it's because you know they're going to make money off this when it hits DVD and stuff. So they go ahead and they they lose money at the box office, so they don't have to pay taxes on the stuff that they make a tons of money off of. I don't know if that's conspiracy theory or not, but I like it, so I'm going to agree with it and keep that in my head as the truth, no matter what. Uh, I recommend not looking it up, and if you find any information that contradicts that, it's probably fake. What we would recommend, actually, is keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep it to yourself. So, perfect. Moving on, we've got, actually, Andy Garcia plays the president of the United States in this, and his performance was just awful. I thought his performance was perfect. Oh, I mean, for the movie, sure, but it was awful. I didn't even know he was the president of the United States until the last 10 minutes. When she said, Mr. President, we have to get out of here. That's pretty much what told me that, oh, yeah, that's actually the president. I thought Ed Harris was guy. the president. So did I. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Ed Harris is not the president, and he's in an incredible shot with the rocket launcher. It was actually not him. It was a soldier that was with him. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was Ed Harris's car, though, right? The one that blew up? No, the no, one that he pulled a, the rocket launcher out game. of. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I would assume it was either Ed Harris's or the guy that was just the rocket launcher. Rolling so. around in the trunk of his car, just bouncing up against the seat. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the the rules are when you move those, but I feel like it probably was violating at least some of them. It drove me crazy because they were at a rally where the vice president was supposed to be there. Ed Harris could have just been the vice president. That would have made a lot more sense. Why would the Secretary of State try to murder everybody to be president? Because he has to kill a bunch of people for the line of succession, so it makes for a bigger 
event. He has he gets to blow up the entire building instead of like having one person killed. It just you know they're all there. Might as well just murder the shit out of them. Might as well throw a geostorm at them. There's no easier way to do this. I can't think of a better way to kill three people than to explode the entire planet with natural disasters. We get to go out to space where we see a satellite get pulled in. Uh, it was the satellite that was over Afghanistan. They wanted to pull the logs, see what exactly was going on, and maybe determine if it was a malfunction or if something else was going on with that. That's what was happening in that scene. Yeah. So, that, so he was. So the guy who, the guy who eventually dies, he was trying to take the logs and hide the logs so nobody could see what was going on with the logs. Yes, but I can't figure out why because near as I can tell, he wasn't involved. So the sweaty, very liked man. Runs and hides something in a locker. Yes, and then it gets honestly my favorite part of the movie gets blown out the, uh, the I'm hallway. So done with airlocks in space movies. Like if you're in space, you don't have to get sucked out of an airlock. It doesn't have to happen. Stop it. I just like how pointless it was because he's in his hallway and all the and the uh, door closes so he can't escape this hallway. And then the walls in the hallway. Yeah, the panels all eject off. All I think explode. They kind of explain later about the panels. <laughs> That they they're designed to eject, and they're they're all they're basically they're smart panels. They all have their own internal storage and stuff like that. That comes into play a little later. They all have on. hard drives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's flash storage, but I mean, it's the future. They can do that sort of thing. So this would be what it was 2019 where they finally started Dutch Boy. Two years later, that puts it at 2021, and then three years after that, so we're like 2024, 2025 somewhere. That would be 2024 because he was up for re-election, right? Yeah. So at a, at a time that was obviously a technological boom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. There was definitely because they've got the they call them hollow frames. It's basically sticks with a screen in the middle. Actually, that was the only that was the most to me. That was one of the most uh, realistic parts. Is that these were like cell phones, and it's like how do you how do you take a cell phone and make it smaller? But everybody had actual cell phones too. Yeah. It was they had these things that looked like pens, and then they had cell phones on top of that. Like they they couldn't somehow manage to build it all into that one device. I didn't really understand what the pen things were. That was the hollow frame. They like snapped open, and it was like a data PDA type of thing. Mm. We get to space. Guy gets blown out of the airlock because he knows too much. Now, I got to say, I like this space station. I think everything looks terrific. I like the CG. I don't care what anybody tells me. If it's in space, it it probably looks like I, we watched SpaceX. Like I said, I, I, it looked like CG. As far as I was concerned, real life looks like CG, so that must be real life. Was this supposed to be the ISS? No, no, no. That's it's the Dutch Boys Control Center. It may have it may have been born from the ISS. I guess I'm not sure. Uh, oh, was it? I think they're using the ISS as a template, and maybe the ISS was part of that. Yeah, I mean I- ISS is designed to be. It, it's designed to be modular, so I imagine they were just plopping it on there and calling it good. Yeah, no, I think the space CGI was done really well. You know, and space CGI is a little, one of the easier things to do because you don't have a whole lot of expectations of what it looks like. It was all the storm CGI that was garbage. Like anytime they froze anybody or threw a big storm at a bunch of people, it just it looked rubbery. Not that that happened very often. Right. They look like $120 million worth of CGI. No, no. Uh, they clearly spent all that budget on Gerard Butler's accent classes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So at this point, the government is kind of curious about what's going on, I think. And they, they want to investigate maybe what happened. Reasonably. They they call Max in and they're like, we need to get somebody up there to figure out what's going on. Max is like, we need a team of people to get up there and figure out what's going on. And the president says, no, no, we need one guy. 
Our fucking satellite just killed a whole town of people. Entire village, hundreds of people, like 350 people or something, just dead, right in the middle of the desert, frozen to death. And the president's answer is, let's let's get a guy. Let's get we got one guy. We'll keep it quiet, right? Shh. He was like, we're handing this thing off to the international community in three week, three yeah. days or something so like that. So they caused an international incident and then refused international assistance in making it right. And uh, so they take Max and insist that Jake go out to space. So Max has to go to his brother after firing him and rehire him for the job he was already doing that would have prevented any of this from happening in the first place. Fun fire. And Max did give us during this uh, whole thing the first epic monologue that the Lawsons will all make sure that we, we hear from them. They all teach you a lesson about living your life and how you could be a better person. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot of moral messages in this, and you should be better. Everybody should be better. You should strive to be better, but you need to be just like Max. Okay, so I got I to gotta say, like when, um, when Max went to meet Jake, he went to Jake's house, which we, we said was already, it's in Cape Canaveral, and he's like, obviously you're still obsessed with space. His house looks like a fucking satellite. Very clearly meant to invoke a satellite. With satellite that. trailer. It looked pretty fucking neat. I liked it. I want to live in a house like that. It was solar panels. It looked like a satellite. It was a neat, cool place. And it was near rockets. But it was that, that cliche that's in every one of these movies. Tough guy falls from the top. He was the most respected at whatever he did. Maybe he was the most respected cop, the most respected lawyer, the most respected scientist. Now he lives in a trailer around a bunch of sand. Now he's the most respected guy that swaps electric engines into old people's cars. So that's, you know, it's a thing you could do if you lose your job as a space guy. Car was nice. Car was super nice. I, in my notes, I just wrote that uh, Jake really thinks his daughter is an idiot. Basically, he just lies straight to her face repeatedly. And I, I guess that's what the Lawsons do is just lie to each other. For and, no reason. Right. It's not like she's four and it's going to stick. She's she's a teenager, and she overheard the conversation, and he kept insisting that what, what she was saying was wrong. I'm sorry. Dad's got to go into space and save the world. And she was mad about that. Like, what if you don't come back? I only see you once every couple of weeks for a day. Not to minimize the relationship between a daughter and her father, but the world is more important than your interpersonal relationship. He's a fucking terrible dad. He admits to being a fucking terrible dad. It's romanticized that he's a terrible dad. Nobody goes, dude, you shouldn't be a shitty father. They're like, yeah, you are a shitty dad. It must be hard to be a good dad being so smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to shoot Jake into space. And I, I watched this today, actually, this, this afternoon for the most part. We, we shoot Jake into space and... They're firing rocket. Multiple rockets have gone up. In they get to this launch pad, it's just eighteen rockets right in a row. And he gets there. He gets on one. He's the only thing on this fucking rocket. They're not rockets as much as just like tiny little space shuttles. They're big space shuttles. They're regular sized space shuttles. They're, they were big friggin' giant multi thruster rockets. They should have been working with Elon Musk. This needed to be a SpaceX expedition. Amazing that you could build so many shuttles in what five years? Yeah, no, it was it was a very <laughs> short period of time. But I do like the concept of a world that space travel is so commonplace that they need eighteen of these things ready to go. I feel like if they just put it twenty years ahead of time, it might have made a little more sense. Shortly, I, I got. I do have to. This is a milestone here. Thirty-four forty. Geostorm. Somebody said geostorm. 
Uh, you got that too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, somebody's been running these simulations and found the different ways that a geostorm could be triggered. Not somebody, Greg. This is where we find our Asian computer nerd, hilariously Chang. named Chang. Yeah, Chang. A Chang reaction. I both love <laughs> and hate that. <laughs> but I, that's basically how he describes what it takes to have a geostorm. Oh, no. He, they do say the word chain reaction, but yeah, he's he part does of it, not so. say a Chang reaction. No, I said that. No, yeah, and I, I, and I love it. I'm going to... I would write it in my notes if I needed more notes. A geostorm is a chain reaction of extreme weather events. It's a bunch of perfect storms all rolled into one, and it causes a global storm. It's it's one giant storm, but it's also a bunch of every storm all over the world forever. And it's just very bad news. And like all good conspiracy theories, uh, somebody comes in to try to get the chain, and when they try to get to him with guns, he hides in a locker, and nobody even looks for him. He just hides in a locker, and he's okay. Next scene. Yeah, uh, it's he. He made it out alive, and that's important. Um, that scene. But yeah, they, so they wipe out Hong Kong too, and I gotta say that was another pretty. I mean, I like all the natural disasters. I don't like all the conversations in this movie. Like, I really liked watching Hong Kong blow up. I like that watching was Chang try to outrun the fire street. He is an excellent driver, and his little smart car. They they destroy Hong Kong to kill Chang. He is the only reason Hong Kong burns. And no, the cat in the freezer too. That's. It, it's that was one of the simulations. It had to go Afghanistan, then Hong Kong. You weren't even watching the movie, were you? I tried. It was they kept the plots kept changing. <laughs> the plot did uh, did uh, change a lot. It would have been much cooler if they were like just targeting people that knew stuff, and that's why they were destroying these individual cities. I would have loved it, and that's what accidentally triggers a geostorm. But no, they didn't go that route at all. No, they targeted our vaguely referred to as enemies. But um, it seemed to be like brown people. Country. Yeah, I think you mean anybody that is potentially not white. Right. Yeah. Enemies. <laughs> I mean, when they introduced Chang, I was like, who's this guy? What's he doing? Like, what's happening in this movie? I just met so many people. Why do you keep introducing me to yeah, people? Yeah, there were kind of too many characters. We, you, you meet Jake's whole team who never shows up again, except for the one guy. <laughs> no, no. You got, uh, so they get to the space station, and uh, after this Hong Kong situation, they go to get that satellite so they can check the logs. And for some reason, every important member of the team, these were all like the, the team leads. For some reason, all of these team leads had to go into the airlock when the Hong Kong satellite came, so that when it malfunctioned, everybody was at risk. Of course, Nobody dies. They could have used some no-name characters and actually had some tension build and maybe have somebody actually die. Instead, they choose not to kill anybody there. There's a couple of uh, accidents throughout this movie. One of them where these big robot arms try to kill everybody. Another one. Yeah, where... that was the Hong Kong satellite. Was the big robot arm swinging that satellite around wildly? Yeah, they did that. Nobody dies. Like nobody, nobody dies. Nobody dies. Nobody even gets hurt. There is no tension in this movie. But except you don't, you don't, maybe I'm... the Earth's going to have some extra special rain. You don't ever see Jake like doing science. You don't see him like writing on a chalkboard or like talking about science. But you do see him do things like tackle people out of the way of robot arms. Oh yeah, he is definitely generic action hero rather than actual scientist. He has a lot of Skype calls with his brother too. <laughs> yeah, the giant Skype room. I wonder. We need to dedicate a room to communications instead of having like a little personal TV or one of these hollow frames. Why do we need an entire fucking room for that? I have a, uh, <laughs> I don't know the whole wall. Was yeah, just, it wasn't know? even a wall. It was just in the middle of the room, so you couldn't even use the other half. Like, you know, that is a waste of space. <laughs> I so I kind of liked that, um, and it, it worked for their characters. Jake was the spaceman, 
And so he was out there saving space. And Max was a more grounded eh? Eh? guy. And he was taking care of business down on Earth. Here's the truth. Gerard's not honestly in this movie very much. His scenes are very cut up and very short. Jim's in this movie a lot. He's the one who was cheaper. And he's the one where they shot the scenes with. He's in this movie so much. And he doesn't do anything but watch other people do things. Yeah, he really is kind of a pretty passive character. Like he, people tell him what he needs to do next, and he goes and does it, and then he complains at his brother. He so he is the do perfect. The he's the perfect bureaucrat. Because when Chain gets a hold of him, he finds that uh, that other that uh, other lady, the other computer's hacker who is drinking a big gulp because that's all computer hackers. Was her name Dana? Dana, yes, yeah, yeah, Dana. He goes to her and goes, "I need help. Hack some stuff." So then she hacks some stuff because you could just hack some stuff in this movie. And she helps him, too, but he doesn't do anything. She works for the State Department as a uh, cybersecurity counterintelligence, so that's fine. I accept that she can hack some stuff, although I will say it happens very quickly and very effortlessly and very unrealistically. The computer stuff in this movie really does not stand out as something that I would be like, yeah, that's kind of how it goes in real life. It's absolutely not. At this point, the movie really, really slows down. It just... Nothing happens, and it just sucks. I have no notes other than scene descriptions. That's pretty much, yeah, that's more or less how it goes. Like, there's nothing worth talking about. Um, This whole movie felt like it should have been Nick Cage in the space station. (gasps) All right. So we've discovered the plot is somebody in the upper echelons of government is trying to control the weather for some reason. I mean, they're clearly trying to trigger a geostorm, but there's no reason, no good reason why at this point that we're provided. There's a saboteur. Uh, Yeah, we 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 are aware that there's there's an inside man on the uh, the the old space station there. This is where I learned that Sarah, uh, Max's uh, girlfriend, Secret Service girlfriend, is the worst Secret Service agent (laughs) on the planet. She violates her oath. Within minutes of talking to Max. Can we also discuss why a Secret Service agent who is there as armed security would, for some reason, have access to a top-secret server that's dedicated to White House staff for some reason? Since when were Secret Service involved in the investigation of crimes? And since when does she have any sort of upper-level IT access? Who's running their IT team there? Why would you need that to protect the president? You wouldn't. Yeah. You absolutely just wouldn't. I agree. Her access was unparalleled. She must be the most trusted Secret Service agent in history. We are taking another break because I need some beer. These people left their homes and their families and risked their lives to save this planet. This hearing is adjourned. I'm not cutting a single one of those people loose. Excuse me? People like you need people like me. You know why? So you can take credit for everything we accomplished. So you can go to your constituents and your cronies and your mistresses and puff out your chest and Sit say, down, hey, please. look at me. Well, I'm looking, Senator. Excuse me. We're all this looking. meeting is adjourned. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you. All right, and we are back. Welcome back. Oh, God. Welcome back. This is the worst part of this movie. The last, like, third of this movie, the only cool stuff that happens is, like, a lightning storm, and then there's <laughs> nothing else. It just reminded me of how she gets in this, they get in this car chase, and the Secret Service agent's driving. She, they, they steal a self-driving cab. and They, they get hack this, it. They, Dana hacked a self-driving cab and yeah. delivered it to them. And they get in this car chase with the other Secret Service people, 
Did they wait? Is this after they kidnapped the president? Yes. They so that Hold they on. used. Here we go. So the Democratic National Convention is being held in Florida. They are uh, the the geo storms are starting, and we are at almost terminal velocity here for these things to be completely irreversible, and the world is doomed. And we get a lightning storm in Florida. That's I mean, it's a lot of lightning, sure, but I feel like the number of explosions that it caused. Totally unreasonable. Anyway. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. It's really unreasonable because in what planet would the DNC be holding the convention in Florida? Orlando, Florida. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't really care where they decide to hold it, frankly. Uh, it doesn't matter because they just wanted something to blow up with I- lightning. <laughs> that building was a fireball. The the goal somehow for Secretary of State Turdy Pants, Ed Harris, oh, Deckham, I think is his yeah, name. Yeah, he's a great name. Deckham. Deckham. And they, I think somebody does Deckham at the end there. Oh, you know what? We forgot about the inside man on the, the, the space station, too. That little that, douche. So, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to go way back. Let's, we're, going, we're, we're back in space. <laughs> Forget everything we just said. We're going back to, we got to go back to Z, which is a reference to Starship Troopers. And if you've never seen it, you suck so bad. Uh, so we go back to the space station, and we've 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 discovered that there's an inside man that knows all these secrets, and the the man whose punch has been locked and loaded since his first Senate committee fired him, finally gets to punch somebody. He's just like, oh, that felt good. I mean, the the guy he punches is kind of a jerk, but the guys I. In the original film, cut, cut this film, I think this guy had a lot more of a presence. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that whole team up there does nothing. Like, the, you, you see you see Jake, and you see Ute, or whatever her name is. Ute, yeah. And that's it from that entire team. Like, And then the guy, the, the Hispanic guy says, thank the Mexican at the end. Like, that's that's their role in this movie is just such a tiny part. And that guy's a jerk in it once. He makes fun of, he makes fun of Jake for being American. And then he finds out he's the inside man. And this is what, this was the worst part of this movie. Jake's like, why are you doing this? And he uses the term, some people just want to watch the world burn. So he literally steals, he literally, he uses the term, some people just want to watch the world burn. He literally steals a quote from another more popular movie made in the same decade. I mean, I feel like that turn of phrase has been around longer than that, but... I don't know. For 120 um, million fucking dollars, you couldn't write better, di- more think original that they dialogue? Could sort <laughs> something out there. They didn't, and we all had to watch it, and it was very unfortunate. So, this is where we finally discover that. Uh, Wait, there's a gun. There's a gun. Oh, there's a gun. Yeah, somebody there's some a- shooting, and somebody gets sucked out of a broken window in fucking space. But he dies off screen because the guy is only allowed to be on camera for two minutes in this movie. Trope. <laughs> that needs to go away. I am so sick of seeing stuff get sucked out of stuff in space. There are so many other cool ways you could die in space. There are way cooler ways you could die in space. Why do you always got to get sucked out of stuff? You're going to be a cooler way to die in space, being hurled towards the sun. In yeah, a capsule. But alive. You're like, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. in a capsule, you're in a space suit, you can't do anything, you're just gone. That's the worst way to die in space, in a space suit with plenty of oxygen. That would be kind of a cool way to go at the same time. I'd get probably bored pretty quickly, but initially I would be in awe. And cold. Well, you got a space suit, so you're, you know, you're regular temperature probably. Just hungry. <laughs> I, yeah. Do I die? What do I die of? Do I run out of oxygen? I think first? you eventually run out of oxygen. Do but... I dehydrate first or do I die of starvation first? Am I drinking my own pee in space? I That's... think you asphyxiate first. 
asphyxiate. Yeah. You think I'd run out of oxygen? I mean, it would probably be the easiest way to go because it would it, it would be so gradual that I imagine you would go out without you wouldn't even realize it. You'd You're just like, be like, "Is space oh, pretty?" I'm taking a quick I'm taking space nap. nap, guys. I'll be back when I'm dead. So, anyways, <laughs> Jake is to punch a guy. <laughs> yeah, hey, so he punches Duncan. <laughs> it was, it was not satisfying at all, and it wasn't a great scene. And then somebody gets sucked out of the damn window. Did he get web? sucked out of the window, or am I uh, lumping well, this he, in with? He uh, brings a gun onto the space station, and he's a yeah. terrible shot. He just fires wildly. Okay, if you're gonna bring a gun to space station, know what you're shooting. But I need you to answer my question: Did he get sucked out of the window, yes. or am I thinking? No, no, no. Of he, he didn't get Cloverfield. Sucked out. Well, they didn't show it. So he shoots. He a got window. his butt stuck on the window, right? Yeah, Is he that got, that, I'm that movie? Pretty sure he got sucked out of the window. Because I was, I watched two space wow, movies like right in a row. I thought so. you just saw like the uh, the frosted window. You didn't see anything happen to him. No, he got the window no. broke and he got sucked out. Yeah, but you didn't watch him because Gerard Butler. The window had to run broke out. and he got sucked out. What, and you, you hear him How am I telling scream. you about this if I didn't see it? We saw it. You asked me. Why don't you, you let me, me live my why'd life? Why'd you ask me? You know what? If you if, already saw it, why'd if you, you don't even want, ask? if you don't, I was making sure it was the same fucking movie, well, Richard. I was trying to help. Well, you weren't. You were instead denying my memories. You were telling you know me I'm a big fat liar. Fuck you. Fuck Duncan. And fuck this movie. Yeah, seriously, fuck this movie. That is the primary takeaway at this point. And we're not even done. We're not even done. Secret Service Sarah. Secret Service Sarah. Triple S. Secret Service. <laughs> Secret Service Sarah kidnaps the president at gunpoint. By the way, uh, that is, I don't know that that's treason. Is that treason? Because he's not the government. I mean, he's just, he's a dude. Sure, it's a, it's kidnapping the president. Definitely a crime. I'm not suggesting it's not a crime. But is that does that count as treason, especially since her intention was not war with the United States? I think if your job's like, you're a barista at Starbucks, and you kidnap the president, it's not treason, it's just a crime. Okay, just a crime. I think if your job is to protect the president, your secret service, and you kidnap the president, but she was in kidnapping. She was kidnapping him to protect him. If she had not kidnapped him, he would have died in an explosion in that adventure center. I feel like in it's, it's treason at first because she didn't tell him. She wasn't like, "This is the thing we got to do. Come with me." She so just, it's not treason. Now it's not. Is what you're saying. It's it, she doesn't have to explain why for it to not be treason. It's treasonous. Intent matters. It's treasonous. Intent is relevant. It's, it's borderline treason. It's it would be treason if it were to like put him into the Orlando Center and have him blow up, but to take him out to prevent it, not treason? Can she, we get on board with that? Yeah, yeah, I get on board with that. Okay. So she kidnaps a president in an act that could be considered treason by people who don't fully understand the situation. Without context, that would appear to be treason. Yeah, and, she's, and she puts him inside of a self-driving cab that she hacks very quickly. Uh, Dana hacked it for them. How dare you? Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, sorry. Dana, Dana supreme it. hacker awesomeness from wherever she was hacked a self-driving cab and gave it to them. Anyway, so she kidnaps the president. Kidnaps the president. Kidnaps him. Kidnaps him. And then it goes through this big car chase. Big car chase. Just huge. Massive car chase. So many cars. Just chasing. And she T-bones a car into a lightning bolt. And she is just so happy to have done it. How does she know the lightning bolt was going to... I don't think she knew the lightning bolt was coming. She really wanted to kill that fucker, though. Yeah. (laughs) She was ready to murder those guys. And I don't even know why. Like she Presumably, she liked them. Up until that moment. And rather than process those emotions, she leaps right to violence and murder, which is, I guess, probably the kind of person you want protecting you as the president. Because the guys in the car were actually Secret Service. Yes, they were Secret Service. Presumably she had a relationship with them. I think she was their superior based on her level of access to presidential files at the White House. They were corrupt. You see them. Oh, absolutely. They're the same guys who tried to kill Chang. The Secretary of State turned them. And somehow convinced them that it was a good idea for him to destroy the planet. I, I don't know like what your moral compass is where you're like, we're going to kill 90% of the population of Earth. You just, you know, you help me 
kill the president. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, we forgot to mention Chang died. Yeah, Chang. So they pushed him Chang. into traffic. It, it, did he get? But he didn't get pushed. Somebody just ran him over when they saw. No, him. they pushed him. Oh, the, did they push him yes, too? Oh, him. ooh. It was yeah. It was. Uh, ooh, I missed that. It was it was a vehicular homicide equivalent of somebody ducking down behind you while somebody else pushes you over him and then oh, gets like the into plane. that same car that just ran you over. <laughs> yeah, he knew what was going on. Part of me thought it was kind of nice that they didn't subject any other drivers to this murder. Yeah, you know, it's a probably the sort of thing that a truck driver wouldn't appreciate having on their conscience. <laughs> he came out of nowhere, that guy shoved him. Or insurance. That would, I mean, seriously, that would fuck you up. Could you imagine if you were driving a car and somebody shoved somebody in front of you and you murdered them to death? You don't sleep well that night, right? No, you don't sleep well ever again. <laughs> Any night. <laughs> There's a countdown to a geostorm happening, I think, at this point. Yeah, the there's a he's, it's, there's red numbers, there's flashing lights. It's just very, very Geostorm very imminent. And there's I think there's a voice too. Yeah, they do say geostorm an awful lot the last third of this movie. They're like geostorm in thirty five minutes. And I was just like, Fuck, there's thirty five minutes left of this movie? Minimum thirty five. <laughs> Felt like I uh, so the movie is like an hour forty two minutes or something runtime, and it felt easily like 10 weeks yeah the, i hate when movies feel long even when they're not particularly long oh it was bad it was just don't watch it is my recommendation we'll get to that point but no, we'll, we'll get so to my we rating need to, we need to don't get watch to this, this movie we need to get to this final <laughs> chapter here where we are now so we've established that the secretary of state's trying to murder the president everybody that is in the line of su- succession after that just so he can be the president rather than maybe just running for president next time he gets a chance ed harris is a fucking fuckbag yeah ed harris it's obvious that harris is going to do something important in this movie he he like he he showed up for 5 minutes and one of the important things he does do is he pulls a rocket launcher out of the trunk of his car <laughs> it was the other guy that was with him Richard, we've had this discussion already. I corrected you once. Do I need to correct you in front of everybody it was, again? It was Ed Harris's car, though. It, it was, I think, a Secret Service car. Do Secret Service carry rocket launchers around their car? Nobody carries rocket launchers around in their car. Then why do they have a rocket launcher? It's more likely to be some crazed lunatic that likes shooting at people than it is to be the Secretary of State. Do you think that guy got up in the morning and got ready for work, kissed his wife goodbye, and then checked on the rocket launcher in his trunk? I'm. I mean, now that you now that you say it like that, they they definitely had that rocket launcher use planned. I, I mean, I don't know what their intention. Maybe like, hey, there's the president. He didn't get blown up enough by this lightning storm. Shoot him with a fucking rocket. People did not load it. Oh, it was it was ready to go. That thing was just, it was hot, ready to launch, good to go. Let's blow some shit up. And they wasted on an empty cab because it was, it was a self driving cab. <laughs> My God, this movie telegraphs everything is just awful. I did, I'm just oh my God, I'm so bad. I gotta keep reliving this movie. Uh, I want to watch it again. <laughs> I really, I want to watch it again right now so that everyone can suffer with me. <laughs> oh, All right. So anyway, we get to this point. We've the deal storm commencing. And so what's th- happening? Th- there's an important no. First, there's a really important line from the president here, and I've got to assume somebody wrote it down. Well, there's two good lines from the president. The first good line is, after she T-pones that car into the lightning bolt, the president goes, marry her. Like, Fuck you, man. Don't yeah, that pressure on me. That's the, the only criteria for marriage. I didn't realize that marrying a bloodthirsty maniac was the thing that I had to do. Thanks, Mr. President. Good tip. 
Deckham gets gets captured, right? Because you're going to get captured. Your plan was fucking stupid. The fact that you were captured sooner is an indictment on our justice system and our intelligence agencies. Yeah, I th- so many logs should have been in place there. Like so many checks and balances were just totally bypassed here. Unbelievable. I'm gonna say it, man. It's a total. Look what's going on in politics now. We're gonna make a really heavy-handed statement. I want to make America great again. Yeah, I, basically says that. It was, it was pretty heavy-handed. There was, a, there was an awful lot of that sensation like, there. He was like, see, I blew up all our enemies so that we're the only ones left. It's going to be like America was We just kill all the brown people so that we can relive the 1940s. Yeah, he he should, might as well just been wearing a red hat the whole time. The police have Ed Harris held, right? Yeah. This yeah, man yeah. who just tried to blow the president up with a rocket launcher, or at least had a friend do it. Ready to throw the man in the back of a car and bring him to justice. And the president goes, let him go. Eh, release the guy. I'll just... We'll see what happens. So Ed Harris can talk to him, though. Not, not, right. Not, you, you can't have a conversation with your hands behind your back, no, Richard. it's impossible. But then the president decks him, and he goes, Because I'm the goddamn president of the United States of America. You're done, Leonard. Does he say goddamn? Yeah, I mean, maybe that was edited out of the YouTube version that I rented, but... Oh yeah, I'll, I don't remember the I'll, goddamn part. You better believe I'm dropping that in this. Oh, that's totally... I'm. You do you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So we've captured the ne'er-do-well Secretary of State who's out there just acting a fool. Now we need to stop the geostorm. So there's some important things we glossed over because they're unimportant until now. First off, to stop the geostorm, they said they have to turn it off and turn it back on again. Yes, they have to restart <laughs> the entire Dutch Boy satellite array to somehow erase the virus that's been installed onto every satellite in the Dutch Boy Satellite Array. And the president is the only person with the kill coat. Which, by the way, are biometrics. But the original plan, because this movie went through a reshoot and somebody didn't edit this film properly, was to get the kill coats while the president was taking a shower. And they were going with this plan for a good 10 minutes of the movie, but then they were just like, nope, we don't need to do that. That is a dumb idea. Instead, uh, Max just tells Deckham the whole plan. It was not a very good plan. It was a poorly thought out uh script in general and it shows it was angering me yeah it's, uh, it's just, uh, i have some questions about the physics though because how cold does it have to be to stop a fucking tidal wave like a giant ass wave in its tracks and freeze it ice boom done how cold does it have to be to freeze a human being's body in a second Many cold, Greg. Many cold. So many cold. Way many colder than we've got in real life Earth. Just some of that stuff was nonsense. We got a space station that's exploding. Because we didn't mention that yet because there's not enough moving yeah, parts in this film. Not a space station that's under self-destruct. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they realized that there was a way for the... Oh, God. Hang on. My head's breaking. This movie sucks. <laughs> oh, God. Walk us through this, Greg. Get us through this. All right. So when the vice president, or I'm sorry, the secretary of state, because it had to be further down the line for some reason, couldn't just be the vice president with, you know, delusions of grandeur. It had to be the secretary of fucking state. He realizes that they are actually potentially going to prevent the the geostorm and sends a self-destruct code to to the Dutch boy space station. So the space station is going to wipe itself out. Somebody does question, why would this have a self-destruct system? Hey, good answer. A good question. And there was a good answer. In case it starts crashing to Earth, we can, you know, break it up a little bit so it doesn't just wipe out life if it crashes on a city. Right. 
So good, good stuff there. I bought that. We also have a geostorm with a countdown forming. And so we need to get these biometrics to the Dutch boy to shut it down so that they can restart it. And the only way we can do that is the president's fucking biometrics, because why shouldn't one man have the only way to control this thing? Because America built it. It was American paid for. It was an American idea because America, Greg. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm ruining it. She is so sick. It's person. disgusting. Like, I can't even look at her. So I can't look at Richard because he's horrible looking, but I really can't look at Liz because she's sick right now. And she's wearing my headphones, which is good. I can catch that through it's my ears. It's coming out I of think. my ears. Yeah. She's getting all sorts of ear juice on your headphones. Oh, disgusting. Don't say that. All right. So Next. let's <laughs> let's solve some problems. We're almost done with this movie, guys, forever. We got to work out two of these kind of simultaneously. One, we got to self-destruct. It's got about eight minutes. Two, geostorms are going to start in like two minutes. minutes. And it's about 60 seconds for the president's biometrics to be uploaded to the space station. Start your clocks. There are so many clocks going right now. It's just clocks. It's just (laughs) clocks. The whole movie is clocks. Throw a countdown into Christmas right on top of it. Oh, my God. Do it. Just do it. This movie should be called Death Clock. It should have been 5,000 death clocks. (laughs) So... We got death clocks. We got the president pushing his buttons, beeping his boops to shoot his little finger <laughs> digits up into the space. And oh my they God, this fucking finally movie. fucking shut down the space station. When will it end? And they reboot it. And this had to be a to-do for some goddamn reason. I had to watch fingerprints touch a fucking screen. Who going to show this guy's hand? Who, what, what was that actor's name? The president? Is Andy Garcia? Andy Garcia. <laughs> yes. I have to see Andy Garcia's hand touch a black box. Fucking thanks. Who's also only in the movie for about three minutes. I have to watch the fucking lights on the space shuttle shut off. Fucking thanks. And this is where we find out that Ute, who's only been in the movie for about three minutes, decided not to evacuate, even though Jake... Who fu- I don't even care that they evacuated. I'd have preferred that they stayed on that exploding space station. I, I wish they all died. everybody involved in this movie. We're racing the clock. The whole world is in peril. We have, what, 30 seconds to go? Yeah, man, we gotta sh- we gotta restart this fucking thing. And stop the geostorms that are, or the, the storms that are already, there's only one geostorm, I'm sorry. We got to stop the storms to prevent the geostorm. Satellites, boom, we got the finger digits in space. We restart the the, the boops, it's yep. done. Turn it, it off, turn it back on again. Yep. Uh, exactly, the old IT standby of turn it off, turn it back on. Viruses are wiped out from the satellites, we're good to go. But this is where we find out you need two people to do this. The whole time he was going to do it by himself, but he, he flips the switch off and on, but Ute flushes the virus whatever that means <laughs> here's the thing you can only flush the virus while the computers are off right so you can't access the viruses or the flushing unless it's off and i'm so angry that this movie exists still. so once again jake puts the whole world in peril for his ego oh yeah he's a cocky son of a bitch all right so <laughs> we we've we've flushed the virus just in case short, let's just make sure I don't know if Dutch Boy, like, what happens with these satellites? Are they just offline after the reboot, or will they, are they automated? Will they see, I, yeah, do they, don't, they don't discuss it. They don't touch on that. I don't want to talk about it. This movie's terrible. We're, we're done with it. Fuck the earth. Fuck the fuck earth. Fuck the climate. We should have the climate. to begin with. We, shouldn't, we should have just been better people, Yeah. and I think we should take our medicine. So, spoiler alert, they reboot everything, and it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, nobody important to the, well, I won't say nobody important, but nobody uh, nobody involved in the movie in any meaningful way dies in this movie. Cheng! Cheng fucking has four lines, and they're all complaining about a cat in a cooler. And other things. He uncovers the whole <laughs> plot. Whee! He tells it. You know what? Cheng, Cheng's, Cheng's major role in this movie. Zeus. 
<laughs> he says Zeus, and suddenly that has unveiled the entire plot. I hate so, in movies when you have the somebody dying, and their last word is to help the person further along their lives. Like, if I was dying painfully on the road, my last word would probably be like, doctor. Yeah, uh, for <laughs> sure. Like, 911, why are you talking to me? What the fuck are you doing here? I'm bleeding. Call an ambulance. Get out. <laughs> get, you, get me help. So then I can help all of us. Yeah, it's, seriously. If I'm dying, dude, I'm don't come looking to me for clues. I'm fucking dead. Leave me the fuck alone, or call an ambulance. I'm all out of clues. I, Mike, you, I'll give you a clue when you give me a ride to the hospital. I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. Get help. Oh God, I'm just this movie, man. <laughs> so, all right, Jake was supposed to die. Let's. This was clear through the whole movie. That Jake was supposed to sacrifice himself because he's an asshole, right? Yeah, that's Jake, his redeeming quality. Jake, exactly. He he's he's reportedly an undependable, useless sack of shit man who's just too cocky for his own good. And there is no way that in the original script of this movie, well, I won't say the original, but the original shooting script for this movie, that he was going to survive that. He's Bruce Willis from Armageddon. He's supposed to die on the asteroid. We have solved the problem of everything, and Earth is at peace, and nobody that matters dies. All right, we're going to go take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you each our uh, final thoughts, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. I hope you have a, a great little break. It's going to be terrific. You're going to love it. So when are you heading back up? In a week. Huh? Yeah, a lot of work left. But I'll be back. I know. This sucks. No, seriously, this is so boring. You know what? I can't do this for another second. Now, why'd you make us do this in the first place? I don't know. I was trying to relive a moment. <laughs> hey, we're back, and we're back with our final thoughts about Geostorm. Yay! Uh, that means it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy uh, to, to accomplish, put the third one uh, kind of in the hopper. We're ready to go. We're going to start with Richard and his final thoughts. Richard, go. All right, Greg. You know, um, first, what did I like about this movie? I thought the space CGI was good. I agree with you on that. And I thought the storms were cool. I wanted more storms. They weren't the best, but that's what I came here for, was to watch some cool, stupid, over-the-top storms. I hated everything about this movie. Everything else. This movie was terrible. I was really disappointed. I was really excited that we were going to watch this. I was disappointed on every level. It was mostly just monologues. I give this movie, I would say... A three and a half out of ten on the Rickster scale. Okay, so for me, there was a scene where a dog carelessly abandoned his human child, and they reunited in the end. That was the best part, but that was <laughs> that accounted for about one point five percent of the film. That Thirty fact, seconds of movie is what really stood all out I, to Liz. That's all I needed. The rest of the movie's <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I'm sad I wasted my life on it. And now, uh, what would you give that? <laughs> <laughs> on the Lizder scale. Two stars. <laughs> Two out of ten oh. on the Lizder scale. That is savage. I almost oh. fell asleep. That burns. Oh, I wish I could have fallen asleep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're on to uh, Papa the Greg's Greg final scale. thoughts here. And uh, so the things I really enjoyed about the movie, I, I liked that it... Uh, was shorter than two hours. I was a fan of not having to watch it for much longer than I did. 
<laughs> I was a fan of the space CGI at the beginning. Yeah. A lot of that was pretty cool. I like the concept of the movie. Could have done been done. You shut the fuck up, Richard. Don't even talk. I see you. <laughs> He's trying to interrupt my shit, just like last week. I'm going to fucking cut you. Anyway, I... I liked the uh, the concept of the movie having space control, uh, like weather control satellites. Really neat stuff that they did not do nearly enough with. Um, the things I did not like, well, obviously that they didn't do much with the movie. I did not like that this movie exists. I did not like Gerard <laughs> Butler's accent in the least. I was not a huge fan of uh, Geostorm. I will not say it was completely irredeemable. If you're into the slowest action movies on the planet, this is a good place to start because it is just plotting and terrible. I will give it, on the Gregster scale, probably like a four and a half out of ten. Yeah, four and a half out of ten seems fair. That is generous. I, I don't know. They, they did some good work. It's just the fact, like, you... So you take... Imagine you have like your best food, the the thing that you like the absolute most in the world, and then you've got like the worst food and you mix them together, but then you put them in poop and you have to eat it. That's what this movie was. It had some really great stuff, some not so great stuff, and then just shit everywhere else. That's our take on Geostorm this week. Be sure to join us next week where we will have a special guest, very special guest, Chris Slatt from Every Horror Movie on Netflix podcast. We're a good friend of mine, and he is very excited to be here to review Titanic. Fuck Chris for this. Oh, I'm so excited to watch this. Oh my god. I haven't hours. seen it since the 90s and I am pumped. Liz, are you a fan of the Titanic movies? <laughs> <laughs> movies? <laughs> well, there are two. Yeah, there are two. We're going to watch both of them. I I talked to uh, I talked to somebody about somebody about uh, watching Titanic 2 with us just to fuck with Chris. So we'll see how that pans out. Right. But Liz, what 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 are, you, what are you looking forward to next week? All of it, the whole package. All of it, the whole package. That's that's what I was looking forward to Very with Richard. Very optimistic. Anyway, Richard, what are you looking forward to next week? <laughs> oh, my God. I, listen, it's a very long movie, and I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen Titanic? No. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to watching the movie with someone who's never seen it before. Oh, that's exciting. I wish I could be there for that. I don't want you at my house while you watch it, though. I'm looking forward to watching the, the boat sink into the water and everybody die. Terrific. Wait, shut that only oh, I'm sorry. Bike. That was a bit of a spoiler. We're Titanic so sinks. <laughs> Most used. Oh, that, that that joke has so much wear and tear on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. That joke hit an iceberg. Ages ago. <laughs> All right. Once again, join us next week. Can't wait to see you. <laughs>